This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What I would like to know what you're here are experiencing in terms of smoke. It rolled into the Edmonton region this morning. Not thick, not heavy, but it's there. You can smell it and you can definitely feel it. You know how it is? You feel it. You can probably hear it in my throat and it's just, ah, it's unpleasant, but uh, tis the season, right? So we'll see what happens as we go forward in terms of the wildfire situation. I think a lot of people are really, really concerned about what we might see this weekend. So let's get into that with Richard Carr. He is a fire research analyst based at the Northern Forestry Center in Edmonton. Richard, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Good morning to everybody. Yeah, let's just start with um, what we've seen this week, because that's been a bit of a blessing, right? I mean, if anything, it didn't make things worse in terms of weather adding to the fire problems. But um, where do you see the situation in Alberta at this point, now that it looks like most of the rain we were going to get, we've already received? Yes, we'll probably continue to get a few spotty showers or thunder showers today. Um, most of them have been fairly small, so there's been probably heavy downpours underneath the cell, but hasn't really been a widespread rain, so you know there's bound to be uh, some areas that probably got nothing or next to nothing, so there's bound to be fires that are still going, still smoldering away, and we had a few dry days again, and uh, they could uh, uh, flare up again, so you know, always have to be careful of that, and uh, lightning strikes and dry uh, forest floor also can trigger some new fires, so even if they don't come to the surface immediately, you might see a few of those come back to the surface in a few days again. Um, when you get a break like that, uh, and like I say, it wasn't a complete, oh, hey, everything's fine, but I mean, it was a couple of days where it wasn't as bad as it had been or was going to be. What, 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 what do you use that time for, Richard? What was done, do you think, in the first half of this week? Yeah, okay, well, first of all, with the change in the weather pattern, you know, the one of the big differences is the wind was lighter, so we didn't have the, the wind blowing incessantly day and yeah. night at higher humidity, a bit of rain. So, you know, it, besides nature helping to slow down fire growth, you know, to give uh, fire suppression crews a bit of time to build fire guards or do some other remedial work that, uh, you know, may help to contain some of the fires. I can't really speak too much to that. That'll be, uh, you know, up to the provincial yeah, crews. Sure. To, yeah, mm. What um, when you take a look at the forecast? What scares you the most? Like you say, the wind. Obviously, that's is that the bigger issue? Is it the heat? Um, what what's the or do they all work together? When you look at the forecast, what are you looking for? All right. Well, certainly they they can all work together. We will have heat coming in again, and wouldn't be surprised if we have some record high temperatures set across Western Canada over the next uh, four or five days. I think especially. Um, I think one key difference is we won't have those uh, fairly strong sustained wind. Yeah. Uh, we will have some wind from time to time in various places, but uh, I think it'll be a bit more variable in, in speed and direction, so um, that'll be one key difference. But we did have a, a fairly dry fall and winter. We had drought going into the winter, and winter is really not a, a good time to try to alleviate drought. You know, we can sometimes get a lot of snow, but it doesn't always soak into the ground when it melts. So, you know, if we have dry conditions in the spring, then we get a few dry days again, and uh, can be dry underneath the, the forest floor and 
we can get smoldering and then it comes back to the surface when the surface dries out so you know with the, the heat and dry air it is going to be very dry you know we can probably see some resurgence in fire activity but uh, um, really uh, not expecting the, the wind-driven fires that we saw earlier in May what about i mean you can't predict like they don't know there's there's no way to prepare right i mean we we know it's going to be hot we know there's going to be an increased risk but there's no way of trying to predict where these fires may break out if they're not there already i mean you can try and work and contain on situations that are existing but it's impossible to be predictive is it or are there ways they can tell and say hey this could be a problem let's try and get some resources there yeah well we can you know for lightning caused fires we can maybe get an idea of where lightning strikes hit in, in the drier ground and uh, you know people may may watch those areas a bit more closely uh, for human caused fires maybe it's a bit more unpredictable um, we do have models that we're working on that will help uh, determine both human activity and human caused fires and, and lightning caused fires but uh, still have a ways to go before we can you know really predict with much accuracy yeah What's going to happen? Yeah. What about you know going forward? And I, I guess going back as we go forward, you got Slave Lake in 2011, you got Fort Mac 2016, High Level 2019. We've had a number of guests. You and I have talked about mitigation and the lessons that we need to learn from these kinds of incidents. Have we done that? I mean, are we? Would this have been worse if we hadn't done some things that we learned from those previous situations? Do you think? Are we doing what we need to do to prepare for what looks to be a semi-regular occurrence at this point? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think one of the key messages, and you know, people just have to stay aware of the changing conditions. You know, every time we talk to, to people, we try to get this message across. And in the spring, in many parts of the country, fires that occur are human-caused fires. You know, so um, if people are careful, maybe we can uh, prevent some of those from happening. Uh, lightning-caused fires, maybe we can't do too much about them. We get a few in the spring. That's more of a, a summertime occurrence, though. So, in the spring, you know, we really urge people to, to just be aware of the conditions and to be careful. Yeah, exactly. And we know what some of the risks are. We may not be able to know exactly where these fires are going to start, but we know what risks can uh, be presented. Richard, thank you so much for your insight. Yeah. Always appreciate it.